I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Rambo John Jay, born 7647, Bowie, Arizona, of Indian-German descent. It's a hell of a combination. Joined the Army 8664, accepted Special Forces specialization, light weapons, cross-trained as medic, helicopter and language qualified, 59 confirmed kills, two silver stars, four bronze, four purple hearts, distinguished service cross, and medal of honor. You got a round, didn't you? To win this time? Oh. This is Film Oh, sure. Hello and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all my mankind. Episode 587. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. If he's alive, then the war. Wait. <laughs> if he's alive, then the war, I still alive, right? I don't know what the hell I wrote there, Dunaway. I still alive. Oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we take a break from our rock quarry prison workout and take a shirtless flashback to 1985 thanks to our former boss, HBO Max, soon to be Colonel Max. I don't know. But it takes our hairless, smooth as butter and sweaty as butter body. Wait, are we made out of butter? He takes our butter body and drops it off in Vietnam to revisit the horrors of the war to remind us our country hates us. Reciprocate my love, damn you, or I'll shove this explosive tip arrow right up your coke-stealing hole. That's right, those cokes ain't free of charge. They are free as in freedom, not free as in my love for my country. Anywho, I met a nice lady on my trip. She died, but not before asking me to remember her, and I was like, yeah, I remember you. And then she rolled her eyes and went to sleep. So I took her lucky charm necklace. Well, not so lucky, I suppose, but I took it just the same. I cut off part of her dress and used that for a bandana on the only part of my body that has hair, a mop on my top, and then I got to killing everything. Oh, yeah. 
and I buried her in the mud during monsoon season next to a creek. So I suspect the villagers will be getting a downstream surprise soon enough. Randy, <laughs> do you hear that? I think it's a motorbike from the local village. You know what that means? Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Our Vietnamese food is here. Yeah. And for some reason, I am horny. Oh no! I got Papua's pants. <laughs> that motorbike. Oh my lord! I don't know how you do these. I really don't. I worry about you. I do. I worry. Not to analyze it. It's you know. It's like the scientists could try, but there's really nothing they'd be able to. Yeah, there's a future where a room full of doctors try to suss out how you pull these off, but I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm really just AI, is all I am. Well, with us secondly, we have Randy. This sure looks like a Friday night episode of the A Team Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Did I ever tell y'all about the time I worked as a high-powered government bureaucrat in charge of overseas military operations? No, sir. That's a true story. It's true. I was uh, somehow powerful enough to underwrite any sort of military operation I wanted. And believe it or not, I could just have men freed from prison. It's Mm. true. Mm. Amazing powers given to me by... Um, some some agency, <laughs> you know. Let's just say the agency. But I don't really, I don't, I don't know if I want. Uh, it's, it's all, I don't know. I I just know what I know is that you too are going to be a successful, you know, bureaucrat <laughs> as long as you follow my three rules. Number one, chew cigars. I mean, that's it. That's the whole rule. Chew cigars. Number two. Wear those bureaucrat clothes, <laughs> you know, even when you're in a militarized bunker ordering around commandos, you, you know, the clothes, the clothes I'm talking about are the ones where uh, no matter where you are in Southeast Asia, there's a dry cleaner right down the street. Mm-hmm. Right. Number three, never bring along more than one actual currently serving military officer mm-hmm. and never let that be a man with a higher rank than colonel. Uh, l- lieutenant colonel, if possible, you can't push around a brigadier general mm-hmm. and you're going to need that officer to give whatever Dukes of hazard hijinks you're pulling in the jungle, the veneer of respectability. In the end, the difference between a rogue commando stabbing you in the face with a, his name knife and merely gifting you the, his name knife by stabbing it into the desk next to your face is going to be that officer's sway over the commando. Uh, all that man wants is love. He just wants love. It's mm. so beautiful. There's nothing you can know that isn't known. There's nothing you can see that isn't shown. There's nowhere you can be that isn't where you're meant to be. I love you, Rambo. Oh, man. <laughs> I love you, Rambo Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you need is love, Rambo. All you need is love, Rambo. Uh, all you need it. No, it doesn't work. Reading Rambo. Wait Reading Rambo. Reading oh my Rambo. gosh! Dang it! That's a better uh, alternate title than I could have thought of. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down and then give it credit later. That was fantastic. Uh, with us finally, Brian. He soaked in a pig diarrhea. Oh, sorry. Oh. He, sp- he soaked in pig oh. diarrhea for a very long time oh. once too. Ibit. That was such an intricate trench system. Yeah, all right. Anyway, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo number two. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not playing. Well, Son I know of what a you're bitch. Doing, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I gotta, I'm just going to close it and reopen it. That's what happened last time. Okay. I could have you guys just do an acapella, but uh, be this is so much more fun. 
Okay. All uh, right. Ish, uh, uh, uh-huh. And here we go. Yeah, we're getting All right. there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo number two. Uh-huh. Ah, here we go. Uh, you guys hear that? Yeah, got yeah, it. I hear it. All right. Good. Uh, I've got, you know, four seconds left on the intro, and then I can start singing. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Bet you didn't think your boy Rambo could count that high off Uh-oh. to Vietnam to save some prisoners of war. Troutman found me breaking rocks, but I really don't want to take pictures. Don't want to bust them out. Shoot my gun in the air. Proceed to shout. Sharpen my knife. <laughs> While the old mile nips, quiver full of arrows with explosive tips. Coming for you, Murdoch, you're going to be a witness. But first, I gotta find a 24 hour fitness. Copter guy, Cobra Kai, but he's really just a bozo. I wanna kick him in the dojo. If you got a mission, I'm sendable. And my freedom is dependable. For only Troutman, I'm amenable. When I'm being tortured, I'm bendable. My methods are often questionable. But for POWs, I'm dependable. If I get slashed, I'm mendable. But I'll never be expendable. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you need to post the lyrics somewhere. Yeah. Also, I got a question. Yeah. I have a technical question. Yes. How do you? I, what, I, what? Oh my gosh! How do you know what song to do? Like, <laughs> I, I need to know more of a process here. I'm blown away by that. Because like, Rambo number it. two sounds like Mambo number five. Oh, exactly. Mambo was, Rambo. Okay, that was, that was yes, exactly yes. where it came from. Like, there's, oh, what am I going to do for Rambo number two? And then it hit me. Oh, Rambo Mambo number two. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well yeah, I'll done. Post, I'll, I'll give you the lyrics. You can put them on the uh, Patreon. Yes. How's that? Yeah, yes. let's do it. Let's do it. For real, let's do yeah. that. All yeah. right, patrons, yeah. you're getting something cool this week. Uh, something cool is what you're going to get. We're talking about something pretty cool. At least I thought it was in 85. Do I still think that? Well, you'll find out shortly when we talk about Rambo First Blood Part 2, which Scott Fletcher will explain in more detail. Rambo First Blood Part 2. Rambo returns to the jungles of Vietnam on a mission to infiltrate an enemy base camp and rescue the American POWs still held captive there. That's true. That's that's exactly yeah, the plot. That's what happens? Yeah. The POWs. The POWs. POWs. Yeah. Uh, stands for uh, the the prisoners of war, and uh, he does he does exactly what he promises. Boy, one of them has real bad teeth. We'll get into that later. Anyway, <laughs> one of them they all had yeah like they the all had pretty bad paint teeth. on their teeth. Yeah. I didn't oh, understand yeah. that. Too. They went that all in on that. Way. They were like, hey, they've been trapped there. I mean, 85. So they've been there for 15 plus years. Yeah, uh, that's that's what felt weird. At first, I was like, <laughs> am I looking at this wrong? Did this Was this supposed to have happened earlier or something? Because they've been there for quite some time and moving they, them around for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, they, they liked those getting fed. Okay. None of them look like. Uh, you they, think? None I of them mean, look, they look pretty freaking blow them and they'd fall over kind well, of. i mean next to next to rambut but yeah i mean come on yeah they didn't look can too we, sickly you're right can, can we please start at the beginning though yeah like, i do it. i'm really like i i felt like the beginning of this movie was so different than i was expecting hmm. in, in what way i don't know, the, I don't know what i was expecting but i was not expecting these grandiose shots of uh what turns out to be mexico but like is like is right. like the american west Mm. and uh stallone is in prison right he's Mm -hmm. in a prison camp Mm -hmm. where he got sent because you know he was responsible for quite a few deaths in the first movie yes like that yeah yeah Yeah, that was hardcore and and like it starts with this shot of this rock face and it gets blown up 
Like yeah. if all of these explosives go Tri-Star off. TriStar presents explosion. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the camera, the shot must it must have been up on a tower. The this camera shot pans down to the men working in this prison camp. Right. And I was just like, my mouth was wide open. And I was sitting up thinking, you only get one chance for this shot. You yeah. get one yeah. take, yeah. and that's it ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, it was it was Beautiful. all it was like, all right, but the but see this is you're already getting to one of my problems. And uh, aside from the last quarter of the film, which is the only honestly the only quarter of the film I really remember because I saw this yeah. when I was yeah, you know that was the 15. most action packed part. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think that stuff holds up and is actually real good. Um, the, yeah. It's an amazing end to to the film, but I think the first uh, three quarters of the film are maybe half. I'll say just to give it more credit than that, but. The first half felt like an A-Team episode. The music, it the way it was directed, did. the way it was filmed. We're like, meeting in some warehouse behind some boxes or something. <laughs> Everything's in a warehouse. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Right. right. And yeah. I don't think was the yeah. whole thing was filmed in Mexico and they have to, you know, they have to make do in a lot of cases, you know, yeah. like the that when you go outside and you look at the airstrip, like it's always shot from one particular angle. So you can't see, uh, you know, the rest of the Mexican world around it. And yeah. It's. I thought that was okay. That didn't. Oh, it I was fine. The scenery. Like it's not out. scenery's not the problem. It's just. It's the cinematography. The cinematography felt like TV. The sound yeah. work yeah. definitely felt like television. The music was Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, oh man, the music in particular. I'll just you know what. I'll do this early. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys some music. Uh, from here it is. This sounds like the A Team to me. Well, I mean, they were, this is yeah, what you, I feel like you actually picked some of the better music from the movie to try to make your point. Like the yeah. very, very beginning, the first bar of music is bad. It's like awful. It was a bit more like this. I found yeah, that interesting right. trying to nail down what instruments were used at the very top of that. It felt discordant. I kind of liked it. It's like blue man group banging on PVC. Yeah. Pipe or okay. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Now it's better. It's better in my head. It was. So it, it was. Begins, it, was it begins in, bad and it ends terribly bad. Oh the yeah, music I, thought was, yeah. I thought it was kind of an interesting experiment. It felt very experimental in a movie that shouldn't be experimental, but it felt like how do we transition our world traveling through music? Because they essentially do the world traveling through music. You know, they didn't pop out and go, "Oh, look, here's a you know a, like Indiana Jones style." map where we got the plane flying across we 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 transitioned from one location to the next basically through music because most of the scenery wasn't getting it there so it kind of started off with this this weird almost industrial kind of weirdness and then it kind of migrated into some asian type music uh towards the end so i mean was it great no but was it Kind of an interesting experiment. Kind of. I mean, it's Jerry Goldsmith, once again, our our most easily our most sacked uh, uh, composer, right? It's got to be, yeah, got to be that. It went from it went from this weird uh, things I couldn't recognize this discordant and then it went into like a military kind of thing and then it went into like this like i said this asian type of this is our vibe this mm. is our 29th jerry gold 29 oh, wow that makes um, him le- he's leader right he has to be yeah no, for sure and yeah. some of them are pretty good like uh scores some of them yeah. Like, oh, yeah. and i feel oh, like yeah. this movie this movie jerry goldsmith's was, like they can't all be winners <laughs> yeah what do you want from me <laughs> But like we we've got like in this list we've got Alien we've got Air Force One we've got the Omen these are all great scores yeah not um, not to mention this you know all the Trek we we simul watched and you know yeah. him being in charge of TNG music and all that like 
It's definitely his, 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 and it's his signature sound when he's not doing full orchestration. And that's when I don't, that's when Jerry Goldsmith and I don't see eye to eye. What you just played from the middle of the movie was orchestrated. Yeah, it was. And was, I thought it was real good. It was okay. Not this, not that other one I played though. This, this piece of garbage here. That's terrible. I, that is not orchestrated. I kind of found it. I kind of found it interesting because it, it made me wanted to dig deeper, but only from the point of I love movie music and I wanted to know more. Not from the wow, that's cool. No, it was more like that's fascinating. What is that? Yeah, odd. it is. It's an odd. Yeah, but that doesn't choice. put you into the film. You know, if you're sitting there thinking about wow, how did they make it? This? Actually, did drag me deeper about... into the. It actually drag me really? deeper into the film. Oddly. Okay. Oddly, it was working for me. I don't I know think, why. I, I, I mean, uh, it's kind it. of an obvious thing, but uh, you know, music is a score is supposed to just enhance what you're saying, not distract you from it. Yeah, right. Even if point. it just, even if it just uh, uh, sets the tone, it should do it in a way that's not like, "Hey, we're in uh, part of Asia." Dun, 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 dun. You know, here's yeah. all the the instruments you use in Asia. Yeah, there, I, there was. I I think I was having trouble getting into the movie. Anyway, because a lot of the visuals, the music actually drug me in further because the visuals were very like set pieces. A lot of things like the the close up place, the close up shots and stuff, it all felt like sets. And it, you know, the rain. Oh my god, the rain machines were horrible because yeah. they were pouring rain <laughs> just on the actors. And, yeah, it's like, do they right. have a rain cloud over them? Mm-hmm. And so it, okay. it was a lot of visual things that were going Which on. Which I. I wrote down several times. I like, I'm like underlining and sticking my pencil into the paper <laughs> over and over. Does this movie and I'm, and I'm coming for you, formerly director that I love George yeah. Cosmatos. I'm coming for you. What were you thinking shooting in midday sunlight and then yeah. darkening every oh, outdoor yeah. shot? Yeah. Oh, is Why? that what they did? I didn't know they did that. I couldn't. Oh, I, I, I thought it looked another funky, movie just recently. I, a that lot did, of what was that? Yeah, what uh, was a lot the of darkening? The film is yeah. annoyingly dark. What was the one it. we saw where it was the? It was daylight, literally. And, well, I know we were yeah. talking about. I mean, that's a they did this technique, but in, in a much, I think, a much more interesting way in Fury Road. This, that may have been the last right. time we talked about it, but all those nighttime shots were actually daytime shots, and we got right. a yeah, lot better. Been when we talked about it, or it might have been. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember though if it was a film. We probably fact talked thing. about it during Couch Party when we watched that because it does seem like it was about that that amount of time ago. Yeah, that one worked for me because of the weird blue hue to everything, and I don't right. know. There's something about it I liked, but I don't normally yeah. like that. I guess I didn't notice it here, but but again, I felt like I was watching network television 1985 quality stuff until, like I said, until the final quarter. Then I went, oh right. This is amazing. This is all good here. This I don't I don't dislike any of this business when he really goes off. It's after she dies, he gets her little good luck charm which Dunaway mentioned is not very much good luck if you die while you're wearing it. Um and uh from then on when it's a revenge movie, oh man. It's great. Yeah, the revenge yeah. movie is where it, where where ex- Rambo yeah. excels, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. I've you only want, taken so much. Yeah. I want I want an hour and a half of him like He's in the mud. Oh, look, there's his eyes. And now he's uh, under yeah. the water. And this time he's, uh, you know, isn't down that in the three? pit of rocks. Yeah, <laughs> isn't exactly. that part three? Isn't that what they do in part three? Seems Don't like spoil it. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. My this bad. is my first Apologies. viewing of uh, 
of two. two. This is oh, only my great. second Rambo film. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, unless you count uh, Hot Shots Part Two, which I think is a very <laughs> you good, can count it. It's you a very good Rambo film. You can't look up <laughs> Rambo Part Two without that Charlie Sheen cover that box. Charlie Sheen, up. totally ridiculous. Yeah, it's impossible yes. not to. Are, are, did you? Yeah. So, oh wow, that I didn't know this was your first viewing. Had you seen? I thought first more b- about UHF. Uh, Weird Al oh, Yankovic's yeah. Rambo yeah. parody in that than I did about Hot Shots Part Two. Did you see the first? Did you see First Blood back in the day, or just? Uh, Not back in the day. First time I saw it was with you guys. Oh uh, wow! For, for film sack, that, yeah. that blows my mind. It was it was like back in the eighties. I said, you know, someday there's going to be this thing called podcasting, and I'm going to uh, do a, a film show with with uh, three other guys, and this yeah. movie will be perfect for it. So I'm not going to see it now. I'm going to yeah. wait yeah, twenty five years. I we'll can wait. We all have these, right? We all have this. Like uh, everyone in the world felt like I saw a thing that we missed for some reason, and yeah, and this is yours. But it's it's interesting because. Do you so with those? See, I'm I'm fascinated by that because as a 15 year old, I was losing my mind about how great this was. I thought two was amazing. My parents, <laughs> this was forbidden. I went and saw it with friends and told my parents I was seeing some rated PG thing. I went and saw this instead. There, so I've got all this something. like baggage about that time, and and then so so seeing it <clears throat> now, I'm seeing it through those eyes a little bit, and you're seeing yeah. it through. Hey, it's an old movie I've never seen. Here we right. go. You you were fifteen, kind of. Scott. How old were you uh, a bit at this time? About fifteen as well, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott and I are only like two months. Uh, oh, interesting. Even maybe one one month apart. Something He's like July nineteen sixty nine. I'm August nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, nice. So we'd have been dudes. You're sixty nine, dudes. Nice. We'd have been fifteen, almost sixteen nice. at the time. But this there was, was going on. there was also a thing where uh, people that I knew and and talked to regularly in school but maybe didn't like so much raved about this movie and that kind of yeah, turned yeah. me off from seeing yeah. it because uh, it's yeah. like all right there was, was kind a, of a jock toxic not, masculinity it that was, I was. <laughs> the opposite of the 80s effect right because the 80s was all about the rise of the moral majority and and whenever you were told from some uh, authority figure in some church that you shouldn't uh, go see something that made you want to right <laughs> yeah not always, fascinating though, yeah. you know we had talked earlier pre-show uh we talked about james cameron being involved with this one of the things that Cameron wanted to include in the story was that rambo needed to have a companion and that companion was a techie geeky kind of guy and uh stallone was like i don't think so and that is the absolute right choice to go with because yeah. this film uh, uh, was rated R, so it was more appropriate for the 15 to 18 year old crowd as opposed to if you had like a quirky sidekick, it'd probably be more like a 13 year old. Yeah. Stallone, Stallone yeah. insisted on PG 13 the character being given the literal code name Lone Wolf. Like yes, like, like that's oh, yeah. it, it's a totally different character if you give him a sidekick. And that was, by the way, that sidekick ever, was. Oh, go ahead. Oh, as you say, it's the only time you ever hear that name, right? Is just when uh, the the Russian leader guy is reading the transcript and saying, "Oh, right. funny names, Lone Wolf." <laughs> I think he said that the end too when he's on his, on his way back in with the helicopter. Oh, he, I love right. the whole okay. idea yeah. that it's like, "Oh, y'all won't come pick me up in the helicopter. <laughs> we can go get a helicopter. And I'll fly these POWs out of myself. I'm fly this janky ass, <laughs> yeah, uh, this yeah. freaking mash helicopter back to the thing." But here's the here's the deal with that. Um, he he did it's the right move cameron was wrong i believe to to want to have the geeky dude with him but what i like about that trivia is that they were eyeing and it looked like it was gonna go down but they were eyeing um 
uh, John Travolta for the role of the geeky sidekick. And part of me just wants to see what that was. I don't need it now. You know, I don't, I don't want it to be in this timeline that we all live in. But I'd like to just oh, for a second I like that idea just An branch out timeline Rambo. Yeah, I want to I want to yeah. go on to that timeline. Just watch the movie, see what they did with him and then come back, yeah. you know, because yeah. they did give him they compromised, right? They gave him this for using a short way back now. Oh, man, he ended up, up giving him co instead, who was the the. <laughs> The lady who pa- that, that got killed, essentially his motivator. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, do you want to you want some trivia about her that drove me crazy? Because she okay, so she's fine in this. Um, Bro- but, broken English. Does she speak proper English? I was trying. Well, to that's what I wanted to share like with you. So I thought her broken. broken English was pretty bad, and I and it felt almost offensive the way it was yeah, being almost, portrayed. Yeah, kind almost of, offensive, yeah. right on the corner. So I went and found this. This is what she really sounds like. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me on oh, your show. Wow. Oh yeah. So according to what I've, I've read, you went from model to Shakespeare to Rambo. I mean, that, that's quite a progression. Can you walk us through that? God, she's, uh, she sounds you like know, a dude. I, I, was, uh, I was well known in Hawaii as a model um, because it's a very small island, and there were only a few of us girls that were working regularly. So as you can see, yeah, yeah. it didn't sound she's, like she's that. No, she sounds like I mean, there was no Karen sense. in front of me at the Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, it was, there was no sense in having her do the broken English thing. I, th- no. there was just no, there was no point in it. Yeah. I would have preferred just a accent, like an actual Vietnam accent from someone who is native to the country of Vietnam. Right. That, that I would have preferred because it just would have felt more authentic. This felt like, Oh, she's clearly not Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Yeah. I mean, cause her broken English, she's- She's Singaporean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. She's Singaporean. She's born in Singapore. She grows up in England and yeah. then goes to college on Oahu. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of not Southeast Asian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. So she just like, sounds like us and it's fine. You know, this happened all the time, especially back then. And uh, I just, it just took me out a little bit because I just felt like she didn't feel as authentic to the role as she could have. Yeah. Yeah, she's I kept fine. Think, otherwise, were they trying to do it to make us like make make her feel vulnerable or something? I couldn't understand why they tried to have her had the broken English either. Couldn't, I don't know. Maybe. Couldn't quite place. I don't it. know. At least I they think... didn't go so far you know, as far as like a short round kind of. Right, thing. right. That would have just. Gone. I think short rounds less offensive. I think <laughs> I do too because <laughs> short round because that guy sounds like so that. Hilarious. Yeah. Plus, He's he so sounds hilarious. like short round. Like he he yeah. listening to his Golden Globes acceptance. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, talking well, like short round. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's not like. The, All right, we need you to sound more, <laughs> no, more. Our, uh, our impressions, yeah. we, the impressions we did of short round were yeah. offensive. But yes. his actual impression was that <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, what I enough. wrote down was Julia Nixon is too pretty for this part, and they shot her, her pretty, pretty as well. Like yeah. they really went out of their way to get these beauty shots of her where her hair is perfect. And she's been yeah. walking through the jungle and like sleeping outside and her hair is perfect. And she's looking just past the camera with those eyes. And like uh, the whole first half of the movie, I'm going, they're going to kill this woman. There's Ooh. no doubt in my mind that the oh, script yeah. is going to kill this woman. I didn't know it was going to be the trope of the kiss of death, but yeah. here if it you comes. Didn't, Ooh, if you yeah. didn't know, all you have to do is read the description of the film. It says in it that she dies. And I'm like, thanks. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, thanks. Description. <laughs> you go to Google. If you That's Google Rambo, like, yeah, it's right a, there. Uh, it's like one of the first results. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, 
Well, another another main trope in this movie is one man army, hmm. and right on. I mean, he is definitely a one man army. He is, he is yeah. comparable yeah. to John Wick or Jackie Chan or Jet Li or whatever. But uh, no, uh-uh. Mm-mm. This character of Ko, she is the reason that he actually makes it through his uh, yeah, imprisonment. Yeah. She really like is a serious commando. Like mm-hmm. she, she yeah. does, she does things that he couldn't do, you know, and then yeah. she got bullshit shot. Right. That was crap. Was like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was good, but it set up nicely. The revenge for the guy getting the explosive arrow where he wasted one explosive arrow on one guy. And that's the most iconic thing from the movie. If we were, if you were to point at a thing and go, what do you remember about Rambo or part two? You'd go, Oh yeah. That guy getting shot with an explosive arrow at slow motion yeah. with all that the distance from the, from the uh, yeah. waterfall. Ooh, and I, it's don't know. The thing I think I, that gets parody like that, that, you know, I brought up the weird Al Yankovic parody, but that's totally what, where it comes from is that specific scene where, yeah. uh, you know, top. it's the random, oh! you know, sh- shouts that he does. And then the, <laughs> Then the shooting yeah, the for, guy, oh, and I can't remember wait. whether it's whether it's uh, Hot Shots Part Two or UHF, where he shoots the guy with an explosive arrow, and then they look back, and all all are left are his boots with the smoke, the smoldering yes. stuff coming yes. out of it. I couldn't tell you which thing that's from, but it's from one of those. It's two one things. of those. I, I think it's from yeah. from uh, Part Two because I've seen that, and I have not seen VHS, and I remember seeing that. I just want to UHF. Or UHF, sorry. Oh, yeah. I want to argue this point so bad. I've never seen that. Everyone always talks about it. I've never seen that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. We got to watch that. Not for this, though. Not for Film Sack, you don't think? Not for Film Sack. Randy, you were being argumentative? Yes. Please continue. Yes, because for my money, the most memorable thing from this movie has to be Rambo going to war against an empty room filled with boxes and computers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I completely forgot about it, but yes, it was quite the scene. I yeah, loved it. It was good. <laughs> Especially because the very next scene, he's pinning down Murdoch about to stab him and say, you know those other POWs out there? Find them. Well, yeah. we might have been able to had you not shot so, our compact. Wonder, yeah, all of our shit. Exactly. Written, I, I wonder if that was written in the original <laughs> script is like his final aggravation because if the original script called for this John Travolta techie type yeah. and I suppose he must have died as well. When he come back and then be really pissed off, you killed my friend. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. But the thing is, like, that's the entire, like, whatever internet of the 85 era is right there in that room and he destroyed it all and then demanded to go find them. Like, start over and go find them. That's that's a weird thing. And then poor man's Ronnie Cox is and they're eating his sandwich. What's going on out there? What's going on? (laughs) Poor man's Ronnie Cox. I think it was Brian Cox, what I meant to say. My bad. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, or or Brian Dennehy. Like, this guy. Oh, Brian Denny, maybe yeah, that's where I'm Brian going Denny. to. Brian Denny. Yeah, Brian Denny. That's what I was thinking is, of. Is this guy in the first movie? Like they they don't change this character. There much, it is. Yeah, right, it's Brian Denny. Like yeah. Denny in the oh, first movie right. is a sheriff, right? Like, Brian so Denny is differences. Mm-hmm. Brian Denny is fantastic now. I don't know if you've seen him in his older man age, but he was in First Blood. That's why I kept getting this confused. Yeah. I kept thinking he was in this one. I was thinking that Brian Denny was in this one. It was, it was in the first. But Denny died. Didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. Uh, I think both. Yeah, he died. He did die in 2020. Yeah, right. that's man, his later <clears throat> pictures are did great. Brian Brown guy. die as well? I know that there was something like the two guys from FX, or maybe not. Maybe. Uh, oh, I don't know. But Krenna, uh, the guy here, died as Richard well. Krenna, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago, I think. Yeah. Huh. But uh, again, another movie we need to add to the list is uh, FX with uh, the two Brians. 
Oh yeah, see, so that's a good one. I do remember that movie. That I remember FX two being hideous or whatever the sequel was. Right, but yeah, can we boy, can we talk about you. Richard Crenna a minute? Sure, why not? Sure, uh, yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. I, I think he's so good as this character. <laughs> I, I just think he's so he he's so right. It's like he's really he sticks to observing for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's an officer and he is uh, still a little bit out of his depth, but overall he's used to being in charge. And so he just has to, he has to sort of stand to the side and, you know, be the, he's kind of like the Eagle eyes of the country. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. thought he like, wants- this guy really pulls it off. Richard mm-hmm. Crenna. He, does. Gets it. He, he always, he did well in the first one as well as this one. He really, he really does embody that. Oh, these are tough choices. I want right. to do, yeah. I want to do conflict, right. But man, oh. totally. He shows conflict on his face. Like nobody else in this film, just really, yeah. really, you know, like, Oh, I, I, I report to this guy, but also I care about Rambo and I want to make sure he's safe and comes back alive. And yeah, it's, he's the, re- he's the reluctant hero, right? He's like, Oh, in the moment, of, I don't know yeah. if I can step up and be like Rambo, but Rambo's, the Rambo's blunt, inspired yeah. me. Rambo's the blunt instrument. And he's mm-hmm. the conscience of the yeah, right. of what all this is about, and and that's important. I think you could never have him go south, or else you ruin the whole series. Like <laughs> who is right. who is Martin Cove then? Martin Cove <laughs> oh, he's is just, uh, he's just extra. <laughs> he's just what, what, is, extra what, is, what is what is his role? <laughs> Yeah, he drives a helicopter and looks like a dick. That's his deal. Yeah, and, and grabs so his belt. Like, is that that's just such a Martin Cove thing, right? Standing really with is. your thumbs in your belt because he does yeah. that as uh, as Crease or is it John Crease? Is that the character's John name? Kreese, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah and that was right. just the year prior. Like, he's having a moment here where he's he's yeah. getting all kinds of secondary evil guy roles, and that's all he, he looks plays. Like he had served in in Nam, right? Or that's, sure, that's he kind of does. Yeah, sure. like, it's oh. the, this is right age. It's I think that it's, haircut that looks like, you know, if you shaved it right, he could, yeah. uh, it, it, there'd be a level. Like you could put a level on there and it would look just fine. <laughs> I'd like to believe that if, if Stallone could have gone forward in time and watched Predator, which came out three years later, right. he, he would have uh, made more of those guys standing around those other commandos. They're not, they're not currently serving, right? They were, the, those guys are very interesting to us, but this was before that really became a big deal where you have, you I know, think, I think, I think after watching this, I was kind of like, Oh, I think predators might've taken some of these, you know, some of these types of uh, shots and cuts. I'm not sure. Cause I, I, I couldn't quite figure it out, but a lot of it did feel a little bit like predator. And I love the scene where, where Stallone, uh, wait, was he, he took one of the POWs and they said, you got to go back and get others. And he says, I'll be back. And I'm like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah nice, nice job nice job buddy <clears throat> you could tell he probably probably pulled that out i didn't know this but i was reading some some like old old trivia deep deep rabbit hole stuff about him and schwarzenegger those guys did not get along at first they were rivals ah, they were pissed oh, really? absolutely they were like always we're trying, trying to outdo to each other the same space right yeah kind of yeah. and now they're like you know best pals hang out all the time yeah. business deals and stuff and whatnot but uh but at the time, I think there was probably a real competition there. Maybe sometimes that breeds Absolutely. good friendships later on. I don't know. I think it does Maybe. because you're, you're like I said, you, you both got basically the same goal. I love their, I love their places though. I don't, they don't see it. Na- they didn't see it then, but you know, uh, Stallone was really good at playing the flawed, broken hero, and Schwarzenegger was really good at just playing the, you know, just put together type hero and you needed both of those for the different stories that everybody was telling yeah did, did anybody else shiver when stallone says he's expendable the first time yeah i did yeah. I love oh, it the yeah. first time the 12 yeah. times they said it in this film yeah, but the it. first time i was just like wow i 
you don't often see a movie uh, where the inception of a whole other movie <laughs> I mean, yeah. comes along like 25 yeah. years yeah. in advance. You know? Yeah, that was pretty wild, yeah, I thought. Right. Um, I capped it, so we'll hear it again at some point. But um, there is some scrutiny I have. I'd like to get this out of the way. Scrutiny. Trivia says, despite its anti-government stance, President Ronald Reagan, president of the time, was a huge fan of the film. Now, he may have been. How does anyone on IMDb know this shit? There's no citation. Yeah. How would you know that? Uh, I don't yeah. think, and I don't necessarily think that uh, Rambo is anti-government. I think he's anti-government corruption, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. So I, yeah, I, the I whole point is he loves his country. He yeah. doesn't love wh- how we do shit. Sometimes that's it. He doesn't right. mind. He doesn't yeah. mind taking orders and following through what you know the government says. But he just doesn't want to be stabbed in the back. He no, wants- he has my attitude toward it. But the yeah. accord to my country. I love my country. I love coming from here. I love everything yeah. about being an American. Except sometimes we're really shitty at shit, and it's okay yeah. to call it out. Like I like that <laughs> about this. Call it out. Clearly, you hate the Constitution. See, this is this is what I. This is why I think it was important that he pushed Cameron so hard on that point because. Because yeah. had it yeah. been just rah rah, nothing's wrong with this us. Needed to be somewhat about that because we were we talked about our pre-show again. We were talking about how uh, you know we were coming into the '80s and we hadn't really talked a lot about Vietnam uh, during the '70s because it was so it was no the, mo- the movies are the only place you could. It felt like yeah, you yeah. know you get platoon and freaking you know this to some degree and other things like sure those things came up but it was always art having to talk about it it felt like yeah yeah and uh you know like i thought, I, I thought I, it was good because he treated if i was a, a veteran of the vietnam war and i went and saw this first of you'd be like oh come on that's not how that works at all but then you'd also be like you would also see that really sappy ending that a lot of people give this movie crap for where you know he's talking about love in his country and stuff I mean, there's probably a good bit of those people that were like, you know what? This is actually kind of how I felt about that. I'm not saying I'm not putting words in people's mouths. I'm just saying there's probably a lot of vets that he probably, felt like that. yeah, he probably was talked a lot of Sloan talked to these, a lot of these guys. So I think he probably knew. Yeah, I uh, think so. I think it meant something yeah. to him. And, and even whether it did or didn't, it, it, the, the, when I'm happiest about my country is when we acknowledge that we're not perfect. And that's all this yeah. was. And it was good. It was good for me as a kid to see that. In, during a time which was all just, it's a new day in America. It's like, F off. Is it really? Because is it, you know, I want it to be, but really, is it a new day for everybody? Yeah. Or it's a new, yeah. it's a breakfast time morning for America. It's like, shut up. <laughs> the all new Ford F1. <laughs> uh, like a rock. Bro. Anyway. I didn't understand that. I, I was, go ahead. Uh, you guys keep mentioning, uh, a particular person, but I want to, I want to talk about how this uh, script was uh, originally written by Kevin Jare. Um, The, the Kevin Jare parts of what we end up seeing are very evident. And, or is it George Cosmatos, the director? (laughs) Guess what? George Cosmatos directed and Kevin Jare wrote tombstone. Oh, okay. Hey, I'll, I'll be your huckleberry. Look at that. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! Why didn't that movie feel like an A Team episode then? What happened there? Because they got better at their craft. Okay. Like everybody mm-hmm. involved got, you know, they got better equipment, better technology, better understanding of what they're supposed to do. They all evolved. We can build it. Yeah, yeah. and people will come. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, George Cosmatos was a short-lived, a very very large man. Um, did not want to, like, did not want to have, uh, you know, a lot of like 
uh, stressful work, right? He, mm-hmm. he, uh, he was, he was from Italy, but lived most of his life in America, making a very small number of films and then retired to Canada. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. right, yeah. you know, after, after his like half dozen movies, he was done. Mm. And, uh, like, but that includes this and tombstone. And, uh, I, I would like to now revisit Cobra cause maybe Cobra's oh, a we pretty good movie. Cobra. Well, I want to watch no. Cobra so bad. We, I always feel like we've done Cobra. I guess we haven't. We have not. We've did over the top, but not the Cobra. I think right. Cobra got pulled. I've never seen Cobra or Stop or my mom will shoot. Uh, which oh, Brian, feels I like enjoy Cobra. <laughs> sister film. Yeah, <laughs> right. we should watch back to back. No, for real, Cobra. Cobra. I've only seen once, and it was yeah. so long ago. I have no idea how it'll hold up. But I, th- I remember oh, thinking trash. I'm once again, yeah. once again, Cobra is a screenplay by Sylvester Stallone. Again. I feel like I want to in my life see everything he ever wrote. Like he I, just, I like how he gives character gives like words to yes. characters. Hmm. I love how he gives words to characters, and I love how he's really good at manipulating some part of me that it just works every time. Like even while I was watching this Rambo and everything that was going wrong, that I'm like, oh, that's cheese, that's crap, that's cheese. Still, something in me was like rah rah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your younger man, your young I love '80s action guy was not to be held back. You know, right? I think it's something more than that. I think it's something, it's something deep down that he just gets it. And like with Rocky, when you're watching, I don't think it had to be from the '80s as a you know a 13 year old pulling for Rocky. I think it could be any age and go like, yeah. I think Rocky is, yeah. you know, representing a country. I think even other places like like yeah, Rocky. Mm-hmm. We saw Rocky. We, even the Russians were like, yeah. Oh, that was in the movie. <laughs> but still. They might have liked it. I don't know. Who, who's to say? They probably loved it. Speaking of uh, Russians, I like the Russian bad dude in this. I thought he was uh, yeah. Thought he the, was main, the cool. main dude, yeah. yeah I, I like how they brought right. up to date and said, no needs to be bad guys in this guy. Let's make some, let's bring some Russians in. Oh, yeah. Always bring the yeah. Russians in if it's the 80s. They got to be the ones yeah. in charge now. Uh, I didn't know this, but Dolph Lundgren was signed as the Russian lieutenant, he was going to be that guy. And uh, the guy that gave it to was Steven Burkhoff. But the reason that it happened or the reason he didn't do it, Stallone, it says here, the way it's worded is weird. He says Stallone realized <laughs> that it was the same man who was going to be in Rocky five that same year. So they paid off the contract. So, so Lundgren got paid. He just wasn't in it. Right. Too bad. That's even better. That's even better. <laughs> wait, <laughs> right? wait. Yeah. I'm going to be in your movie. Not right. be in the movie. Right, right. Yeah, Plus, right, he sure. didn't have to go sit in that 120 degree me Mexico up. weather they worked in and all that. Like, he avoided yeah. the whole mess. And it's funny. I thought, looking at the mountains in the background, I thought, oh, well, it's that same set of mountains they used for MASH in California, just uh, uh, north of like Ventura. Randy, you probably right. know better than I do where this stuff is located, but it's like you drive by those mountains and go, "Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's the four hundred seven seventh is tucked somewhere in there." Oh no, that's yeah, that's between the valley and Malibu. That's out in the in yeah. the in the hills that's as you right, yeah. as you drive through those canyons going down to Malibu. Uh, yeah. I I don't know exactly where, but you can you can look it up and and go actually see the like the the, the yeah. Don't they still they, they actually even still have the uh, that that stand with all the arrows pointing to San Francisco and Seoul and probably <laughs> yeah, I think it's out there yeah. plus a couple yeah. of jeeps stunt jeeps that were all burned Something up like that yeah I still have uh some signs like that that I made at Boy Scout camp 
I was, uh, I was teaching a, a leather working class at Boy Scout camp and I had like a lot of time on my hands and I made signs that were very, very much like that match thing. Only mm-hmm. I, I was going from memory. <laughs> so, so I, but I still have that. I have that packed away in my garage because I, I have, I put it up on the tent <laughs> in, at Boy Scout camp. Those oh my signs. gosh. I would love to hear you do it. Can you do a leather working class instruction now? Can you give us a short one? Tell us how to get that done. Oh, it's so, it's Scott is so boring. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure little ball is about three simple steps. Yeah. Really. Three simple yeah, steps. You, right, you take right, a scrap right, right. of leather. This is my three simple steps to leather. You take a scrap of leather, you, you put, pick where you're going to put the stamp and then you hammer the stamp. Yep. That's <laughs> it. Just like Ooh. a Saturday night at my house. That's yeah. right. Ah, hammer that stamp, baby. <laughs> um, before we get too far away from it, I want to ask you guys, did you know that there is a new cut of Rocky Four. No. Did you know there's a new no. edited version of Rocky Four? A cut? Why? What, yeah, what, so, what, to what end? So uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, Sylvester Stallone was home home by himself, and he watched Rocky Four and was like, I don't like how this is edited. I don't like the story it tells. And I know there's other better stuff. And so he sat down and spent weeks and weeks uh, recutting the movie and you know getting original footage and having people like punch up some of the some of the visuals and so on and it's right. it's called the Rocky X Drago cut huh. really seriously uh, and and it came out like it's you can watch this you can like I don't know rent it on Amazon or something the Rocky X Drago cut so this is a thing I, that exists and I could see it and I yeah. could see it with my eyes <laughs> That blows my mind. Yeah, I didn't I know about this. Hear it with my ears. <laughs> what? I feel like it's something I should have heard about. That's wild. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. If you go on on Apple TV and spend four dollars, there is a thing that, that is called Rocky for Rocky versus Drago, and it says it's from 2021, but it's just Sylvester Stallone's director's cut. Like he decided mm-hmm. to redirect the movie. Kind of want to see it. And I do too. Yes, very, very much. Should we sack it? I mean, sure. We could. (laughs) Are we asking questions? Uh, Uh, We already already sacked Rocky four, but I'm already like, I don't really remember sacking Rocky four. I've, I've, I mean, I remember that we did it, but I don't remember anything about it. I just remember uh, uh, Creed and uh, and Rocky dancing in the water in, in, at the beach. Isn't that the same one? Is that um, a different one? Is that three? Three. Uh, three. Yeah, it might be three. That might be three. Yeah, because Drago. The ocean waves. Yeah. Drago, remember, ki- well, spoiler, Drago, Drago kills Creed. Creed. What? Which, uh, yeah, somebody should but warn. purpose. Somebody should warn. Ma- too hard, right? Someone warn Michael B. Jordan. It's coming. You know, right. yeah. at yeah, some right. point, a giant Russian is going to destroy him. He will break him. <laughs> well, didn't didn't Creed two deal with Drago's son or something? Oh, well, it wouldn't have been his son though, because he's supposed to be. Oh no, he is Creed's son. You're right. Duh. I, in my head, I'm thinking Creed is about. I was, Creed t- I was growing up. just talking about. I'm like, I haven't seen Creed. Did I miss something? <laughs> I'm sorry, not Creed. Uh, uh, Drago's son. No, Does you're it, right. Uh, you're totally yeah, right. Son, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had it. I had now it. My, got- yeah. Freaking Jonathan Majors in yet another movie this summer and uh, going to be killing it. As that the end guy. Of Creed 3. Yeah. And isn't Michael B. Jordan directing this time? I think, I think he is. so, probably. Yeah. I think those movies are good. They're real All good. Right, we're going we're gonna to talk a little more about whether or not the first time we ever sack a movie twice is because there's a completely different director's cut. Because yeah. I'm very, very interested. 
life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious <laughs> about that. What? We're not going to do it with Daredevil? Damn it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, that see, so there's something about the mystique of knowing he secretly made a recut yeah, during a pandemic. Yeah. There's something about that that's yeah. interesting. And Scott and I were talking about uh, about director's cuts earlier this week. Mm. Where were we, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Very interesting. What was it? What were we talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> so you you tweeted, uh, was this the the most film that was ever added to a director's cut about something? Oh, I was making a joke. So the joke is, um, I can't wait. Here was the joke. I said, I can't wait for the director's cut of Batgirl because the rumor is it has over 90 minutes of unused material because <laughs> nice. the, the, the whole, because the, the whole movie show. got, yeah, got canceled. Oh, no. See? So yeah, so that, I went, that happened. I went and looked up a bunch of <laughs> director's cut in, in information. Like I was just looking up trivia on director's cuts and once upon a time in America is the reigning champion of hmm. adding time in a director's cut. It's not uh, uh, it's like, like empire of the sun or T2 or, Something like that. I, I, so I would have thought the I, credits would go to that. Um, am, uh, I'm, I'm not. not I don't have. What's I don't this, have. What's the one that you really like? That where the original version is garbage, but the director's cut. Oh, of uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Not Kingdom of Heaven. There we go. Oh, Kingdom it's so good. The Son of Heaven. Yeah, <laughs> Kingdom of Heaven. This is good. Nothing. Thank you for the opportunity for a moment to speak about one of the sure. greatest uh, director's cuts of all time. And Ridley Scott, known for good director's cuts, right? It's not the first time he's been around that yeah. that wagon. But but uh, the theatrical release of Kingdom of Heaven, terrible historical drama about the Crusades, a horrible horrible version in the theaters. Right. Director's cut, really long, like almost four hours. But hot damn, is that a better? It's so good. It's so much better. It transcends it. Uh, anyway, there you go. I'm done talking okay. about that again. So good. So I, I found my notes. What I what I looked up uh, led me to believe that the longest, the most time ever added to a movie in a director's cut was Once Upon a Time in America. It added 130 minutes. It's a whole other movie. Yeah. It the the wow. movie went. The theatrical release was two hours and 19 minutes long. The director's cut was four hours and 29 had, minutes long. I had the double VHS set of that. Really? Yeah. You yeah. still have it? It was fantastic. Um, um, no, I don't, actually. So, <laughs> I don't know what happened to that. Oh, yeah, so, what's funny to me is that Sergio Leone died after ma- making this director's cut, right? And yeah. so this director's cut just li- lingers for like 20 years, and nobody is is willing to say, this is not a good idea. like Because he's, he's, he's a titan of filmmaking, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, enough time passes that the film foundation got their hands on once upon a time in America. And they're like, we're just going to trim this down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It was, four, it was four hours and 29 minutes long. Like I that's think like, it might be the only of the Westerns that he's famous for that I haven't seen. And I don't know why I've not seen it. This has what De Niro in it. It's, it's like set in the twenties or something. I, I, what is once upon a time in America? Is that the one that I'm thinking of? Yeah, it has uh, De Niro yeah. and and James it's, Woods and Joe Pesci, but I would not call it a western. Oh, I it was a western. I've never watched, even though uh, I had the two autobiographical tapes. or something. Or is that no? That's a different one. Is that like a, the Italians are killing the Irish or some weird thing? I don't know. <laughs> I need to it's, see it. I mean, it's, that would fit, right? It's, it's on for <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. It's about <laughs> prohibition gang wars in new york city okay so it might jam completely i would love to see, i don't know why i've never seen that just never got around to it and that was also like 84 right right around this time i think yeah yeah once upon a time in america is a 
uh, like a very very highly respected movie i I, I don't i don't know that i want to watch it like it's like gangs of new york or uh the irishman i'm like uh i love those movies <laughs> just, yeah. i'm tired already yeah but you've got you just said two movies i love so now i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it i like the irishman i know people think it's too long i don't it's long enough <laughs> God's like the Irishman. <laughs> I've I done do. my time. I do. I on love these, it. On all these movies, I've done my time. I watched them with the Well, one and time. you only need to I watch them asleep. once, right? I've seen Goodfellas like six times, seven times, something like that. That never gets old. I could watch Goodfellas today. That's one of them. I think it's a perfect film, but I, you know, I don't want to watch The Irishman once a week. It's no, too long. God, I don't even want to watch The Irishman a second time. Yeah, once, think, was, once was absolutely enough for that film. Yeah, one time in your. Yeah, you're right. One time's enough. For the Irishman, yeah. but it's still a good yeah. one time, right? It's, it's a good one time, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I would watch, I would drop everything and watch Goodfellas this afternoon if I, yeah, if I had the opportunity. I would watch Casino slightly less, but still, I'd watch that again. <laughs> but you know, yeah. Scorsese movie, you know, another one I'd watch anytime is uh, The Departed is amazing and never old. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Departed. Oh. That's before um, uh, Alec Baldwin shot somebody. He was still good. Then. Right. <laughs> Oh, uh, too soon. All right, moving on. Let's see. Oh, I uh, did want to share this bit of trivia here. Uh, the only film in the Rambo series to be nominated for an Oscar. Problem is, I couldn't find for what. Does anyone know what this was nominated for? Because I couldn't. Oh, find I got it. you. Yeah. Hold on. Best chain gun in a film. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. They talk about he's how he's good with light weapons. Best use of of uh, pig shit. Yeah, pig, <laughs> best use of pig shit. If that was re- what it was, was that. It was nominated. Oh, yeah. It was nominated for uh, sound effects and uh-huh. ooh, really? Um, that uh, that. Let's see. I just want to know who. So who beat, many who sound effects. It. I don't know yeah, about there's that. There's like that, almost like an hour worth of sound. There were there were only three nominees that year. It was beaten by Back to the Future. Oh, well, none of a makes sense. Probably deservedly so. I don't think the sound work in this movie is that great. It's the okay. The other nominee, uh, also film sacked movie, uh, Lady Hawk. Oh my lord. Yeah, Lady Hawk. What was good about the sound in Lady Hawk? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> you got to have some nominees in order to give out an award. That was it. Hawk. It was the Hawk, the Lady Hawk, yeah, the Hawk. Yeah, yeah. That's. I don't remember Lady Hawks. I. I know we even films acted. I don't remember shit about it. I think my only Dude, memory of Lady it. Hawk is that it's got um, Matthew Broderick nice. and uh, Dabney Coleman. I think right. Not even close. I don't uh, what am I thinking? You're right. You're right. You're right. There's, there's so much, uh, even though I've seen Willow a lot and re- even recently, there's so much that I think Lady Hawk. Yeah. Uh, that, that I think of Lady Hawk and say, oh, no, that was Willow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they must have come out like right around the same time as each other or something. Yeah. Plus, it just, I don't know. I Oh, um, Rugger Hauer in Lady Hawk? Yep. Yes. He was in yep. Lady Hawk. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't Val Kilmer's uh, wife, short term wife? Oh, the one that left him. Like wife. A- I want to watch that movie. No, short-term uh, wife. Sure Coming to Hallmark. Coming wife. to TLC. My short-term wife. Valcomer's wife, Joanne Wally, was in Willow. Well, yeah, yeah, she was in Willow for sure, but I don't know if she yeah. was in the other one she's or not. She's not in Lady I thought Hawk. There was an over- she's not okay. I thought there was an overlap. Who's the woman in Lady Hawk? Who's Michelle the lady? Pfeiffer. Oh, that's different than that. Okay. So you were thinking Hawk, which is an animal, which also a cat is an animal. So cat woman. That's how you made the connection. <laughs> I see how it went for you. It's I moved fun. it. Yeah. Yeah. Moved uh, it for sure. I, I also had a realization in this film that I think this is the movie after watching that last quarter, especially. I think this might be the movie that got me interested in stealth gameplay and video games. Okay. Because I love the idea uh, in a yeah. game. 
uh, even specifically like in recent years, um, that Wildlands, um, Ghost Recon Wildlands, was a game set in the jungle. I love playing it solo. You could do co-op, but I liked it solo. And basically, you just drop you in this jungle, and you got to figure out a way to take out the 15 dudes guarding the drugs you're trying to recover or whatever. And just one by one, pop, pop, stab, backstab, drag them into the bushes, throw them away, like all that stuff. I, I'm montage. watching this. I'm like, I yeah. think this might be where my brain goes when I play yeah. those. That montage it's, was beautiful. Yeah, it's it the like, whole. It's it's the thing I love most about uh, Batman uh, Arkham City. All Arkham, those, all those. Oh, Arkham the Arkham games. Yeah. Basically, yeah, you've just got to basically isolate each bad guy in a room, drop down, pick him up, break his neck, then then move over to another guy, drop down. Oh yeah, dude! Out of the way. Yeah, yeah, Splinter Cell's that way. I love. I'm yeah. currently playing the new Hitman update, which is it's basically all that Hitman and all day. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah, that stuff's great. I think I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't like those games without Rambo in my memory, yeah. but I think a lot of it may have, or maybe the fun of it came from this. Because you know, seeing right. that and just going, oh, sneaking around, killing people like that. Look at his arrow, and he uses that for this, and then the other thing for that, and then he blows up some shit, and he's all by himself. This can't right. be. It's like a great power fantasy. It's really good. Uh, what else? I think that's really all there is. Uh, is there anything, anything else you guys have to say about this movie? Uh, what What struck you? I want to know each of you. What struck you as too much? What What thing like in the movie were you like? Oh, okay, that's a bridge too far. I just can't. Uh, my brain can't accept this. For I mean, this movie is what it is, right? It's like it's hard to say. Oh yeah, this is the thing that kind of took me out of the movie. You you go into this movie with a certain level of cheese and you kind of expect things in that in that range so it's hard to say oh well this one thing was just too far the you know the thing that probably i mentioned before the 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 guy getting shot by the explosive tip arrow and then just (laughs) blowing up (laughs) and just completely disappearing is probably it for me but still that's a fair one yeah Yeah. Um, i've already mentioned mine the bad broken the bad broken english was just too far oh, I'm like sure. uh, come on just back it up yeah here. that threw me a little bit i also think the the idea that you would put this this guy what he did in the first movie was absolutely going to keep you in prison or on death row for the rest of your life yeah uh-huh. yeah there's no way you kill as many cops as he did and they go yeah 10 years yeah it's good. we'll give you 10 <laughs> and getting a full pardon yeah, My memory yeah. of the first movie was that really all he does that whole movie is escape and the cops kind of kill themselves. Like they, they fall to their deaths or what have you. Right. Like like, until not, then there's a couple of times, I think, I think you're right. I think that's how it starts. And you're, and you keep thinking, Oh, he could still get out of this. And then I think there's a tipping point where it's just like, okay, now he's just killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I remember, I, I don't remember it that way, but I'm, right. I'm curious, uh, Ibit, did you, you know, you said, right. You're blowing up things. So Scott, yeah. what was like, was there something in the movie where you're just like, that's eh, too much. Um, probably the, the government program to do what they were doing. Um, seemed just that, that seemed ridiculous to me that you would have this high profile, pull a guy out of prison because you need him for this. And he's the only one that can do it. And then, the whole time your plan was to like, hopefully not find anyone alive. And if you did just shut it down and not pick him up. And I don't know, that all seemed, I, I realize big, powerful governments can do some dark shit, but that didn't seem, it was, it was a lot to me. for me yeah. without a doubt. The part of the movie where I had to close my eyes because I was so frustrated 
by the the lack of reality was uh rambo flying a helicopter around and oh, as a single individual somehow yeah. uh attacking and taking out yeah. a camp full of russian uh military like but but he went ah <laughs> every time he and, shot yeah. yeah there's all these shots of a gun on the side of the helicopter firing yeah, itself it? yeah that was curious i was i would figure that out i was like is that I was like, oh, is that mounted like that? And I was like, I was trying to figure that out too. Yeah, they made it. They made it seem like a single individual could operate all those weapon systems while flying around. And like, and like, also, by the way, he's been keeping up to date with his helicopter pilot practice. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just <laughs> yeah. oh, the, that whole thing was just so far beyond reality for me. It was a little much, yeah. But it was fun, and I don't remember it. That's the other weird thing. My only memory of the final battle was all the stealth takedowns, and then the one explosive arrow on the guy for revenge. And then him running away from the napalm drop or whatever that bomb was. That's it. I don't remember this thing with the helicopter sequence at all. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. Yeah. And then and then pretending that you're disabled and dead to lure the Russian That was great. Oh, yeah. There's no way you could see somebody that far away. You just blow through, it up. Through the broken glass of the helicopter <laughs> and the, yeah. the muck and the... Uh, there was a lot of that stuff like the... You know, when they're yelling back and forth like, oh, he's stuck on the rope because of the turbulence or whatever the door is open. You're on a, a plane, like flying, you know, right above the ground with the door open. You're not going to be able to yell and hear the, the, no. the helicopter pilot back and forth. Like, Oh, he's stuck. This, the turbulence will kill him. Not only would they not be able to hear that, but also I thought that was just a waste of time. They didn't need that yeah. bit. There didn't show anything yeah. cool about it. It just went, oops, drop my bags. I don't have them now. I mean, or, I or just that even fun. that. Yeah. yeah right. All he lost was the camera. Right. Cause he, he still was running around the airport with the belt, with the two blades well, stuck in the sides. He's, and everything the, that he had, he had packaged up to wear on his body, but like the bunch of other stuff he, he had lost, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think I just felt like, well, why, what was that about? Like, was it yeah, just there, to show him losing there, his gear? I, I guess there was a deleted sequence of showing him. Cause now he drops, he drops down miles farther, uh, than he intended to be right yeah. right so and he needed to meet up with the woman he just happens to run book. into co along no, no, the no. way so like there's a deleted se- sequence apparently of him right. hoofing it through the jungle mm. like, oh, he he's just, like he's showing you miles and miles of how amazing this guy is at making right. it to his target even though he is now he's starting far far away from where he intended what did he actually do to that snake he just, yeah, he just oh, he, he just grabbed it and looked at it. He gave it a nap. He yeah, gave it a nap. Then just, then just released it once. He guess he determined, oh, this one can't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't have the the venom I'm worried about. I'll just walk away now. Right, right. Yeah, just that like was the chicken. Yeah, the chicken, dude. The poor chicken. <laughs> the poor no chicken. Ha- no animals were harmed in the film except for that chicken. Yeah, except for that, that chicken. Was, but that yeah. slow zoom on the chicken was killing me. Oh my gosh! Like, wait, I'm so glad you included that. I'm getting an, I'm getting an idea. Wait, yeah, hold on a second. I think I I remember the, (laughs) I remember the first time my grandmother had me uh, participate in, you know, the killing, chicken killing, and preparation of a live chicken. Yeah, Uh, I remember thinking, oh, that's a lot of blood. But nothing like this movie would have you believe. Right. This movie would have you yeah. believe that a chicken has a gallon of blood inside. <laughs> yeah, more blood per chicken than is realistic. Yeah. I've killed a chicken. I did the same thing on a on a farm. They tried to show me what it took to get oh, a chicken really? from the yeah. from the live pen to the table, basically. Yeah. 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 And uh, I did not enjoy that experience whatsoever. Nope. 
No. I've told people many a times, if uh, the end of the world comes, the only thing on my plate will be vegetables and maybe some fish. <laughs> I might we'll be able to. to yeah, maybe fish. It. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think I, we'll be a lot healthier when the end Yeah, I might cook feel the like, skin off of it and deal with it. I feel like if you can clean a fish, you can you can deal with a chicken. I, I just. Mm, there's a big difference for me. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. 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 I mean, fish I, doesn't scream. No, <laughs> when you, when you look chicken. at a fish, you're like, you're like, okay, you're right. It doesn't scream. Fish, look, you look at the fish, like, oh, okay. Yeah, and a fish doesn't it run doesn't around after its head's cut off and and keep living for a minute. Like it doesn't right, do any right. of that. Why did you do to me? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to yeah. hang a fish upside down to drain all the blood out of its body before you can start plucking. Right. right. They, you yeah. You, you want to get weird? You would do a pig or a cow or something. What a nightmare! Yeah. I can't do you it. You don't have to even descale a fish. You can just literally cook it. I mean, and just you, you don't sure. have to do anything except just throw it on the barbie after it dies that's true on the, on the barbie for yeah, the 500th time scott i wish we did titles for this show because this this episode would be called fish doesn't scream fish doesn't fish scream <laughs> i know it just would be hard for people to tell what movie we're sure. covering but yeah it's yep. not bad playoffs are near and you know what that means alex yep flipping bats will be staying up late and having all the fun from breaking down the most important stories and games nobody's done what he's doing nobody not even babe ruth to interviewing baseball's biggest stars i felt like i was pitching more stress i was trying to be so perfect no one covers america's pastime like us so as we sprint towards this year's world series on fox please make sure to listen follow and subscribe to flipping bats with ben verlander and me Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Um, all right, well, let's move on to some uh, some clips here. I got some clips, and they're ready to go. Uh, for example, this one. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, we didn't. You know what we didn't do? Hold on. What's that? Before we go on. Uh, oh, what gross got out the most? Gross. Yeah, what grossed me out? Uh You'll be surprised. It's not the poo something, because that's just an idea. Gross in this film, Wait. the the pig the pig poo is is obviously not really pig poo. So as gross as it looks, I'm not like I don't know what they used, but I know it wasn't yeah. pig shit. So I'm not that worried. I'm about trying that. to think if anybody stuck their fingers in their mouth or puking or anything <laughs> like that. I can't think of any of. Maybe them. it was that. Maybe that sandwich they was eating. Sandwich. Oh man! Oh, mm. that's pretty good. Can that I, should be on can the I, list. Can I just tell you mine? Because yeah, I, sure. I always wonder if Scott's anywhere near me. Right. Freaking Murdoch sweating. Oh, there was sweats. Like, oh, hey, everybody mm-hmm. in this film. Yeah. Oh, you're Murdoch at the you're in, in the department. You're in the department, dude. You're right close. Murdoch in particular. The first time we meet him, he's like covered in sweat, and then they get up close to him. Someone gets close to him, and I'm just like. That guy stinks. You can just smell him <laughs> through the screen. Well, you basically nailed it. My gross moment was being trapped in that base with all those sweaty old men. That was it. Oh, yeah. 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 They're all fully sleeved up, just pitting out, <laughs> sweating. Every, I, all like, you could smell that place. Get the F out oh, of there. Totally. And Charles you know, Napier. Cove, yeah. Cove smells the worst of all of them. Oh, Charles yeah. Napier, though, he looks, like, he looks like the kind of guy who would tell you that he never uses deodorant because it's a scam. Yeah. Like he just, there's something about him, you know? Well, you should, right? That's the joke. Yeah. 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 I could see that. He's, um, he's, for all I know, he's a real nice guy. I don't know. I don't know that guy. Yeah. I think I, I didn't, I I think I met him at Dragon Con once, like half a second. Yeah. It's supposed to be nice, but boy, that dude was never going to play a hero of any kind. His job in Hollywood. looks like a bad guy. Yeah. His job in Hollywood, 100% of the time is to be a bad guy. That's it. Yeah. I don't think once anyone approached him and said, you want to be the protagonist of our cool movie. No, 
you're going to be the antagonist or at the very least a side character who's a dick that's your job don't be trying to be tom cruise i think you could play a dick that takes a turn at the end i think he could do that yeah you could yeah dick turn he could do a dick dick turn turn. (laughs) totally i think so i think you're right all right here's the actual clips now uh let's start with uh this one uh he's talking to johnny and asking how how he's doing how are you johnny good that's all <laughs> now he really said that's all to the other guards that were there watching yeah, but it sounded right. like just want to say just want to say you do it that's yeah. all. <laughs> and i love how he says uh let's see in the middle here let me play this again how are you johnny he says good 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 um all right do we get to win this time do we get to win this time sort of oh you sort of do maybe in three you do you know maybe in three you get to win probably not but Anyway, don't hold your breath. Uh, Karate Kid guy, here he, here's, here he is, Martin Cove, doing his thing. You're the chosen one, huh? You made a hell of a rep for yourself in Nam. Anyway, I'm glad to be working with you. It's nice to not be heaven, but at least you're out of the joint. I love that he would just refuse to say anything to Martin Cove. It's like, nope, yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking to you, dude. I How about we hate? strike first with no mercy? <laughs> <laughs> Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. You know. <laughs> Sweet the leg. Sweet the leg. No, I'm talking about. That's great. Um, I like this guy. Party time. Party time. I like that guy. Excellent. Yeah, I don't know who that was. It does sound like party time. Excellent. Party time. Uh, what's this? Want to eat something? Anyway. Want to eat? Maybe later. Oh, want to eat? Want to eat? Know what I, know what I mean? Huh? Huh? Want oh. to eat? You want to eat? You got to pair that up with, are you hungry? Are you hungry? <laughs> oh, I should have done that. Damn it. Brian's got all the good ideas today. Oh, it's all right. Uh, go, oh, all right. This is a take I would have redone because he said ass planned. So listen to this. You said we'd go through ass planned. He said ass planned. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You go in, you go in first with Good your ass. ass planned. He yes. said, ass planned. He, I know he meant to say as, but he. You said we'd go through ass planned. He said ass planned. Ass. Ass planned. Yeah, I don't like yeah. it. Uh, epic Rambo slap. All right. That's a good uh, one. Oh, no, man. He got yeah. smacked so many times in this yeah. film. Got banged up. I, I want somebody to slap me to where I can just like, just put my head back and just look them dead in the eye. Like, just right. come up, slap me, and I'm just going to look, look them right back. I'm not going to go, ow, or what'd you do that right. for? I'm just going to like stare them down. Like, Let's do it in Vegas. Maybe, Let's try it. All right. Okay. We'll have a little slap fight. A little slap Vegas. fight. Little like slap that Russian fight. slap contest thing people are all into now. We'll oh do that. Oh, my God. Oh, no, please don't. Dude, what is oh. that? And let me ask you something. I know the UFC just bought some version of that, and they're going to start showing it more and all that. Just standing there and taking a hard slap and see if you can do it the hardest <laughs> is just tantamount to let's get straight to the concussion and forget about all the skill. God, yeah. 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 I don't get yeah. it, dude. Really don't. Yeah. Some of those yeah. people get all swole up and stuff. Now, I watched some yeah. little people do it, and that was great. <laughs> Because all some weird TikToks, man. Because oh they God. were. You're not are, wrong. Are you talking about people who are not large. Or are you talking <laughs> that, about? No, I'm talking about little people. people. That was on TikTok. No, that's where I first saw it. Yeah, and then I then I branched out and found some YouTube little videos. Little person slap fight. Little oh, person Jesus slap fight. God. And these people are barely touching each other. And it's that one I can deal with. Like it's not that. that that's hilarious. That's comedy. Because they don't right? have strength. They don't have the arm strength. So it's just like a little bit of a tap. And I just don't want people to get hurt. Is what I'm saying. You said right. this show was coming. I'm sorry, it's done. Came. It's on TBS. There's already three episodes out. 
It's yeah. called Power Slap. Yeah. It's um, UFC don't, joint. Don't yeah, watch it. Don't watch it. It's bad. Don't, don't watch that. It's really Just messed don't. up. Uh, all right. Here's your Expendables reference. Mambo, you're not Expendable. I will be in a few years. Make a whole right. series of movies. <laughs> And we're Bambo. Make Bambo, you're not expendable. Like to bring you back for that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. the whole uh, movie, up to the point that she kisses him, the whole movie, I'm thinking, what's really interesting about this character to me is that he doesn't feel things exactly. Like, he, he yeah. clearly has feelings, but I guess he doesn't accept pleasure mm. is what I'm thinking. Like, mm. he, he's just not a pleasure seeker in any way, shape, or form. No and uh he's a like, war machine mm-hmm. right and so when she goes to kiss him like i mean my brain explodes with oh no she's dead mm-hmm. yeah, right because yeah. like he can't he can't have that like he no. at the very very end of the movie his final words give let you know that he does have big feelings but yeah. i'm saying like in terms of like a a mate <laughs> he's that's not in rambo's yeah okay right i think now. he's in love with the pow the skinny one with the bad teeth that's what i think was going on. <laughs> the only <laughs> the only one he carried around for a while before and he finally no. went back and got the others yeah, yeah that guy God, he's got was, he's got one year disease he's got years disease where he goes what year is it anyway and he says 1985 yeah. and he just spends like oh, five minutes i really <laughs> wanted them to kill him right as he got to the helicopter so i could go come on no yeah, you can't yeah. kill him you, you have to hammer the trope alert, but ne- the very next time you say, what year is it? That was the most, yeah. that was such, so yeah. tropey guys. Yeah. Yeah. Super tropey. What year is it? I love that I didn't though. like that. I love it. I don't, I have no complaints be- in this case because the guy just looks so forlorn. Like, I thought it was 1972. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that because he was like, he just got through saying, oh yeah, they take us to that one place once a year. And I'm like, then you know what time is. Yeah, you know, they, like, you know what it is. Tracking if it's time. once a year, you could count the number of times they've taken you. Yeah, you have oh, your how long it's been. Yep. Sure. Yeah, because now now we revolt. Now we riot. All right, here's one where we just get his name. Rambo. All right, so there's that. There's that. <laughs> Rambo. Uh, Russian guy, here's him. I do not know who you are yet, but I will. Had a little bit of a Christoph Waltz Thanks, kind of vibe. Did. Thank you, yeah. Stephen Burkoff, <laughs> yeah. for that accent. Wow. Yeah. And for the one, so basically the very little talking he did. He did some more talking during the the, the uh, torture scene stuff, but yeah. not a huge role. Still good, though. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, Not effective. our first Stephen Burkoff uh, appearance on Film Sack. He was in oh, Outland. Oh. 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 Okay. Uh, do I remember Outland? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, don't it's know. high noon in space is Outland. Oh, Outland. Right. Uh, just, no. Oh. Sean Connery, right? Is that the yes, one? Yeah. Right. Yep. With all the lights oh, inside the helmet. Two of them on a space station there. And he's outside and he's climbing the thing. And mm-hmm. he's, yep. Yep. And he's got all the, they got fantastic inside helmet lights in that movie. Yeah. Right yeah. 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 Right. It's good it. stuff. All right. Coming to get you, Sly. I'm coming to get you. Oh, no. He's going to get him. Sorry. <laughs> I love when he's mad at Murdoch. Yeah. yeah. He, grab, he grabs that microphone. Squeeze the microphone stand. Yep. Like, Any chance then, to flex. Know, then he unleashes on those two guys. Like, all right. Well done. Yeah. Yep. He was pissed. He was going yeah, home. You, Rambo can use anything as a weapon, including yeah. a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Microphone cool. stand weighs about 100 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Or a Dodge Ram or, or a bow. Um, here's <laughs> or a, a Brian. Oh, I got some Brian Ibbett audio. This is from, Ooh, let's video. see. Uh, Insertion in 30 seconds. <laughs> 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 All 
Wow. Not that, unfortunately. Uh, this Aww. is a, a prom date clip your mom sent me. This is, let's see. Oh, this is your date after seeing what color of cummerbund you chose for your prom night. <laughs> okay. And uh, this is what you said. I think you make good choice. Oh, she said that. I think you make oh. good choice. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. You, you make so, a good choice. It was, uh, it was raspberry. It was a raspberry cummerbund. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, if you watch a video that is nothing but ash-covered weird old people in black and white, then... You're just a tool. You're just a tool. Very, right. mm. Very nice. And then finally, this... What is this outro music? I need, I need oh, answers. God. Here you go. This is Stallone, my friend. Yeah, this is Stallone's brother. Yeah, listen to this. We gave it all. Oh, my Lord. Flame in the fire burns forevermore. It's horrible. That's Frank. Is that Frank Stallone? Frank. Yep, yeah, that's, that's Frank Stallone. Stallone. That's, uh, that's brother. I feel like yeah. this is the best example I've ever heard of the kind of music that they make fun of later in like the 90s and 2000s. Oh, yeah. When when you, and you know, now. like when <laughs> someone like Seth MacFarlane is making fun of a song from the 80s. Oh, this yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, it's bad. Oh, that's just terrible. Horrendous. Yeah. And I don't even I'm not even like putting this at the feet of nepotism. I think they probably all thought this sounded fine at the yeah. time. Yep. But yeah, now uh, was like he a, was he a vet or something? No, I wasn't sure. I was who, I, Frank? I to go back and look. Yeah. I don't like, know. Did, did he like serve? Was this kind of like a I don't know. Give, give my uh, you know, let's honor some of these guys. Frank Stallone. Let's just look him up. Uh he is uh okay. Oh, he is older. Oh. Oh, okay. He's older than his brother. <laughs> okay. He's 72 years old now, so that would put him in the age range, maybe. Let's see. Early life, career. Nope. Nothing in the... No, no military. Nothing listed. Okay. But here's the songs he's known for. Case of You, from the album Heart of Heart, Heart and Souls, whatever that is. That's Far not, that's not sure. like a 12-pack, that's a case, right? Is it I'm in love with a case of you. There you go. That's not it. Let's see. Far... Far from over from the Staying Alive soundtrack. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Really? Which, oh, God. Yeah. He did, whole, he did a lot of stuff for. Didn't he write or direct Staying Alive? He was somehow involved a lot with that. Oh, mate. If he directed it, he must want to have that burn from everyone's mind. Yeah. Because it's so I think bad. So. What a terrible movie. Also, Moody Girl, and I'm never going to give you up on that same album. And then let's see. Uh, Darlin from 81. <laughs> and then if we ever get back, Frank, uh, that's the one that's in this, that's right? Let's listen to, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind yeah. of it. He hadn't done much else. Huh. Last album was uh, studio album was Heart and Souls in two thousand seven. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you did your thing. Yeah. You did your thing. Good job. Yep, you're right. out of here, bud. Yeah. You're out. Uh, nope. Sylvester Stallone directed uh, uh, "Staying Alive." He did. He did. Yeah. Ooh, you lose points. He loses, yeah. he loses points for that. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't lose points because I didn't watch it. But he, no. uh, Frank Stallone does appear in the film as Carl. There, okay. There's some connection with uh, Frank hey, Carl. Stallone. And, Carl, get back in the disco, Carl. Oh, it's Carl. such a bad movie, dude. 83. That's one. Put it on the list, Randy. Put it on the list. We have to watch uh, Staying Alive. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> You're doing it. You're I doing don't know. It. We got to do it. We have to do it. Yeah. I can't think of a worse film. But if we we'll, if we do it, I'll Johnny do it. Mnemonic. Oh, I like. I <laughs> would take. Are you still I, bitter about that? I would. I would take nine Johnny Mnemonics over one staying alive. Oh, it's so bad. Come on, it's got Cynthia Rhodes from Dirty Dancing, and uh, yeah, didn't help at all. Somehow, it's weird. Nope. It's so bad. All right, uh, moving on to. Oh, that's all your clips. So now we got to do oh, this here deal. 
It's the film sack checklist, the coolest knife in movie history. Check. Yes, the Rambo knife, as we mm. called it. When we were growing up, I need to think about this. Everybody wanted that knife growing up. We all wanted it. I'd had one too. I got it at this place called the Keyhole. It's basically like a Spencer's. It's gone now. Yeah, but you could yeah. buy full, big old bladed knives there, and one of them was this Rambo yeah. knife, and it was so You'd pop badass. it open, and inside of it would be some waterproof or water-resistant matches and yeah. pop it on top. Oh, yeah, you open the handle. Yeah, yeah. I do like it's a like a survival knife. Yes, yeah, I do knife. like, you know, it's it's a serrated edge that just looks like it would cut through two-by-fours, uh, like, no, right. like nobody's <laughs> business, but yeah. Well, okay, so <laughs> I don't I don't want to say that it's not the most iconic knife in movie history. I would like it to be tied for first with, with, with crocodile Dundee's. Yeah. Knife. With crocodile Dundee's okay. Bowie uh, knife, because that Bowie knife, that's crazy. Well, that's, that's not a that's knife. A, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Uh, and we're not going to, we can't, there's no way that Dundee knife is in here. We can't have that in the list. It's a stupid knife. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's, just a, it's just a Bowie knife. That's all. It's, it's just a Bowie stupid. knife. It's stupid. It's fine. It's a stereotypic. <laughs> hey, I got this in Australia knife. You know, yeah. I kill yeah. big spiders. Look at me. I'm on the Barbie or whatever. You know, <laughs> the, Barbie. the Barbie. I don't think you know how Barbie works. No, I don't know. <laughs> When I, was a, when I was a Boy Scout, says, actually, yeah, yeah. He when I was a Boy Scout, I did have a uh, Ooh, multi-purpose knife yeah. with the thing where you where you screw off at the end. <laughs> yeah, screw right. off the the compass is in the butt of the knife, and you screw yeah. it off, and it's hollow up the grip. Yeah, oh yeah. And man, I could knife. pack a lot of stuff in that thing. Like not yeah. not just some matches and a little bit of uh, like wire, but like oh, Oreos. you could get yeah, you could get all kinds of yeah, yeah. You get food in there. You get anything in yeah. there. Yeah, well, Little trail mix. Very nice. Oh, uh, I didn't even finish these other two. Uh, takes too long to get to the Rambo parts. Check. And then finally, the Karate Kid dude can't be a good guy in anything ever. Check. Can do it. Uh, Star guy. Trek connections bound to be some. Did Krenna ever yeah. make his way into Star Trek? I would wonder. No, no? but I'll give you three. All right. So uh, Stephen Burkoff is uh, is in here. Right, he's the Lieutenant Colonel Podovsky. Right. Colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Podofsky. Um, I don't know why that's his name. Podofsky. Podofsky. I don't know. That's something Podofsky. about it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he was in an episode of Deep Space Nine. Uh, Charles Napier, our Murdoch, uh, bad guy here. He was in uh, two different episodes of Star Trek things. He was in an original series episode, oh. and then he was also in an episode of Deep Space Nine. Was he sweaty uh, in either one of those roles? I, yeah, always sweat. Oh, he'll never be, he'll never be dry yeah. again. Yeah, this never moment. be not sweating. Any chance he wasn't? Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like our um, our big hit here is Julia Nixon. Hmm. So, uh, Co in this movie, uh, she was in an episode of The Next Generation as Ensign Le- Leanne Tsu. <laughs> but um, where I remembered her, like as soon as I saw her, I remembered her. She's in an episode of Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. It's in season two. It's called Paradise. And Cisco uh, and the Irishman. <laughs> my my brain just t- totally dumped there. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's Miles and, O'Brien. There you go. Oh, my, right. But my my uh, my family is named O'Brien. Mm. Um, Cisco and O'Brien get trapped on a planet that's anti-technology mm. and the people there are all anti-technology and it's like now and now you're one of us and they they don't want to be there and uh mm. there's a there's a main woman i don't remember her name but there's this other woman named cassandra uh, in this like colony 
And that's played by uh, Julia Nixon, and oh, she's really good. All right. Huh. I remember very little of that one, but I kind of small memory of it. There's something about that you your description that kind of It's called Paradise. Up. It's a very good episode of Is Deep it? Space okay. Nine. Paradise or Pair of Dice? Pair of Dice. Okay. <laughs> Two <Sure>. tickets for that? <laughs> Two tickets, yeah. And also the girls are better there or something. Paradise City? Wait. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right. There's too many references at once. Uh, let's move on now to the uh, to the, to the soundtrack grade. I give it an NJGBW for not Jerry Goldsmith's best work. That's all. That's all I'll there say about go. that. Good. It's not terrible. It's just not his best work. That's fair. I, I feel yeah. like if you take the opening and closing music from Predator and put it over the opening and closing crap in this movie, mm. this movie is spectacular for music. Mm. It's just the beginning yeah, and end are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a fair point. Uh, let's move on to the Twitter post or the social media post, wherever you want to call. This is where you guys in 280 characters or less, soon to be 4,000, will answer uh, your <laughs> thoughts as to what you think this movie's like. Let's start with Randy. Rambo colon first blood part II. A convicted felon, a man named Dick, a man named Doc, a man who runs a karate dojo in Simi Valley, several Asian men all pretending to be Vietnamese, a couple of Mexican men pretending to be Vietnamese, some Englishmen pretending to be Russians, and exactly one and only one woman in the universe. Mm. Just like a Saturday Night at Ibiza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Got about the motor- motorcycle woman. Mm-hmm. Who? Wait, what? Motorcycle lady. I don't remember that. Well, wait. So uh, a horror shows up on a scooter. <laughs> oh, 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 right. Brian yeah, yeah, Dunaway yeah, right. is trying to add to my joke. <laughs> when I specifically thought, I'm not going to put the phrase horror on a motor scooter. <laughs> motor, motorbike. Mm-hmm. Motor hooker. Yeah. Motor, motor, motor boat. What should call her a, cy- a cyclo, a cyclo horror? What should call her cyclo horror? I forget. She, she had some kind of phrase <laughs> for it. My friend, my friend, please punch up your own jokes. <laughs> I like the add-on. Stop fun. making your so punch audible. Oh, um, yeah, see, there you go. All right, let's go with Dunaway. Your turn. Let's see what you do. Rambo First Blood Part 2. TriStar Pictures presents Rocky with a gun. Hashtag helicopter chain gun go brr. Rambo go ah. <laughs> I like the brr. Brr is fun for, for a fast shooting gun, you know? Do, do you think, uh, Dunaway, do you think Don't they punch write- up. Oh, do you great. think they write out the whole uh, <laughs> the whole mo- moaning, growling? Mm. Do you think they write it I out in the know. script? I, I think uh, they well. just probably put Rocky Rocky yells, yeah, something like that. Right. Yeah. Except it's Rambo. Of course. Do you think he, intent- he, the air yells, uh, do you think he intentionally mm-hmm. makes his mouth do what it does when that he yells? Curl that yeah. like Elvis kind of. I, I think he has no choice, right? It's, Is it just part of him? Okay, it might but, be. Then he have like partial, like not paralysis, but he's got facial, like facial paralysis. Yeah, he's got some kind of. Uh, I can't remember. I've, I've read about it before. Rambo's yeah. palsy. Yeah. Rambo palsy. Yeah. Have I, just, the, I love the idea of Stallone wearing glasses over a table and he's writing a script <laughs> and he writes out Rambo. Well, that's, well, that's good. That's good. He stuff, writes, yeah. Dude. He writes out, ah, and then right. he's, ah. At it and he's like, no, it needs to be more like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he erases and writes it better. Yeah. I like your your concept of the of of how it works is better than mine. Yeah, I want to see him do wavy this. red underline underneath it. That's yeah. right. Uh, let's finish this out with Brian Ibbett. Rambo, first blood part two. What you call hell, he calls home, and what you call Hardee's, he calls Carl's Jr. <laughs> and what you call best foods, he calls Hellman's. <laughs> He's always Very nice. contrarian. 
That was awesome. Uh, all right. Well, with that done, it's time to do the alternate titles. And uh, none of them are as good as Brian's, which was... No, I forgot it. What was it? Yeah. Uh, oh, it was uh, uh, reading, reading Rambo. Reading Rambo. <laughs> reading Rambo. <laughs> so much better than either of these. But here's one. It was almost called <laughs> Rambo Ram... Sorry. Rambo Ram blows more than I ram mem- member. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, actually. I don't remember. Ram- nice. Rambo yeah. Ram blows more than I ram member. Anyway. Uh, and then Apocalypse <laughs> Not. Remember. All right. That's the other one. Apocalypse, Apocalypse Not. Enjoy not. that. Yeah. All right. So uh, not, not Ram Boat. No, not, not Ram Boat. I could have. Rams the boat. No. Okay. Yeah. It was just the uh, mood I was in. Too. These yeah. good ideas just weren't coming to me. But here's an idea. Let's read an email uh, from a listener. Filmsack at gmail.com is where this was sent. This is from Craig in Rock Hill, South Carolina. How far is oh, that from you? Where is that? Not far at all. A couple hours. Yeah. You want to go hang out yeah. with this guy and, you know. Sure. T- let's go. Let's go t- hang out. Touch wiener. We'll talk about movies. Oh, okay. That's better. <laughs> Hello, SBBNR. I am a little behind, so I apologize if you've talked about this or have been emailed about it from others. I just listened to your Daredevil episode and wanted to point out something that you did not know. Uh, you talked about the Daredevil comic origin of pushing a man out of the way of a truck and nuclear waste uh, from that truck hitting Matt, causing his blindness and heightened uh, senses. Well, did you know there is more to that story? The mm-hmm. waste then went into the sewer sewer where the rat and four turtles got hit with it. Oh. <laughs> they became <laughs> right. Splinter and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't I know sure if it was so. ever officially stated that they are connected, but uh, you can find that, tra- that, that same comic origin in TMNT and uh, that it, sorry, and that was it. Uh, they didn't specifically name Matt Murdock as it was a different company, but it was too similar to not at least be an homage no. to the show, Craig. Might so yeah, I don't know true. if it was ever confirmed, yeah. was it? I don't know. I, don't know. Well, I, mean, I like that's, it regardless. That first, that first issue of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's the, that is they the didn't, thing, right? Yeah. They didn't think they were going anywhere with that comic. You know that, right? Yeah. This will be a nice, fun They show. probably thought short run, yeah, right. but they didn't know it was going to become a giant hit. Or right. at least the way it is today, but I love this idea. It's fantastic. Yeah. Even if it's fake, I love it. I know. Yep. Um, another quick one. This is, uh, let's see. This is from, oh, these are texts actually. So let's move on to that. 801-471-0462 is the text line that you can use to get your texts in. You can also leave us voicemails there. I love getting those. Regarding film sack of Moonfall. The premise is kind of a ripoff of Moon Trap back in the late 80s, mm-hmm. starting starring Walter Koenig and Bruce Campbell. Astronauts really? find an AI booby trap on the moon. So every time civilization gets advanced enough to reach the moon, they find a robot egg that wipes out civilization and humanity has to start over. That sounds like a total ripoff. I've never yeah, heard of does. this. 1988 Moon Trap? Yeah. Uh-huh. 80, I know nothing about 80s. No, this is late 80s. Oh, was it 88? Okay. 88, 89, something like that. Walter Koenig, really? Rip off if if you uh, have never heard of the original. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of am interested. I am totally interested in this. This is my jam right here. Come on. Walter Koenig didn't, I didn't know he did anything in the late 80s other than Star Trek stuff. And and by the way, uh, if I've never seen something and you give me the big twist ending, you just ruined the movie. Oh, yeah. You know us Uh, with our worries about spoilers for the films we watch. I'm not worried about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, One final one. This for me. Here's one final one. This is a final text. Uh, it says, Scott, guarantee the reason you thought De Palma was behind 8mm was because Snake Eyes was released very close to it. I do that a lot myself. Uh, I think this person is, they didn't leave their name, but I think they're right. I, I confuse oh, those right. two I all the time. Eyes. Yeah. In fact, 8mm eight millimeters, eight millimeter and Snake Eyes both 
do they both have Nick Cage in them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I, I mix them up, but I do, I, and I guess and it's... they were probably right around the same that's time. That's what I do like, it. Right, you know, early, what, late 90s, early 2000s? No, early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. I thought so it was later Snake Eyes is 98, oh. 8 millimeters 99. Oh, okay. There you Close. go. Yeah. All right. I... So so I guess I take it back. We could see eight millimeter and we'd be okay, I guess. It was snake eyes I didn't like, I think. Right. So eight millimeters Schumacher, we definitely could see. Oh, it's the other one then. (laughs) I have it backwards. All right. So oh that's the deal there. Oh, and you know why I might also confuse them is because the palm the De Palma movie we did watch with Travolta was basically snuff audio. And this is snuff film, and I just think they're the same. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's my brain. We're on the same. It's my neural pathways. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to the Patreon mentions now. I don't know where you people are coming from, but we love you all. You just keep coming out of the woodwork and and supporting us. uh, And I I just love you all for it. We got these brand new people this week, like CJ, Tenacious Warden, Rachel Gregory, Mm. Greg Skinner, TVZ gone. Love him. Uh, Ian B and James Hartman. Man, you guys rock. Thank you so much for being brand new members of the Patreon film sack community. You will know very quickly what it means to be that because you'll get cool, rad art in the month, film-related art in the month from me. You'll get a, a special episode from one of the hosts each month. I think this month it's me. No, it's me. Oh, it's Randy. Oh, okay. it's Randy. It's me. I can never remember our damn order. I should write that I've down. Just, I've just completed um, a whole thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. We Excellent. Did a thing and I'm watch, put it- watch for that. Uh, Dunaway's last month was awesome as well. If you haven't heard it, yeah. go check it out. No commercials ever. Uh, it's a fantastic time to be a FilmSack patron, so go check it out. Patreon.com slash FilmSack. Our next movie will be... I don't know. Could it be? What will it be? Does anyone know? We're going to watch Iron Eagle. <laughs> oh, yeah, Iron oh. Eagle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't we're going know. back home. Maybe we're going to watch Top Gun. Yeah, Top saying. Top Gun Eagle. Watch Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle, Top Eagle. Top Eagle. <laughs> uh, that's well, next week. Mind, yeah. this, is, this has been waiting to be sacked for over a decade. And oh, it's yeah. finally on HBO Max, which means we we got some time for it to you know to see it. And so we're going to watch Iron Eagle, yep. and and we're going to find out if that means after that we watch Iron Eagle two at some point soon because that's also on HBO Max. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, we've been. I I swear this one's been on our must find yeah. when available list since forever since we started really. Yeah. So uh, finally, Iron Eagle happening. Get your Lou Gossett Jr. pants on because it's coming for you. Yeah, get, your, get your queen uh, singing fried chicken. What? Uh, ready for this? What? what? Really? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. I don't even know what I'm, to say. Now I'm even more in. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, yeah. Uh, if that is even, even a thing to be more in, we are that now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Iron Eagle next week. It's on HBO Max where all the good old movies seem to be at the moment. Um, you can say what Until you want about they, their recent business agree. practices with animation and other bullshit. Uh, yeah. They seem to be getting the good movies. So, well, mm-hmm. the good bad movies, I guess I should say. Anyway, just, yeah. Kind of movies. Yeah. Just to, uh, like, just to whet your appetite for Iron Eagle. The director of Iron Eagle, his very next movie was Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that. What does that do to expectations? I'm trying to think. Yeah, they Ru- stay the same. Shatters them against the rocks, basically. Yeah. Shatters those expectations. Anyway, that's next week. That's Iron Eagle. That'll do it for us. Our website is filmsack.com. Please go there on the frequent and use it for all it's worth. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. You can leave us those voicemails and uh, text at eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. 
And if you're down for uh, checking us out on Twitter, you can do that at FilmSack. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and then review us there. That helps us in magnificent ways as well. Hopefully positive reviews. That would be nice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. This will be loved. And we'll see you next. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Caught me off guard. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Party time. Party time. Party time. It's party time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.